Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to get into today. I want to go ahead and show you my anti-corona bro shirt which feels particularly apropos today uh, as we have unfortunately for the Big Ten the Corona Bros getting their first win in months by canceling the Big Ten. Uh, Again, check out the Corona Bros shirt. It is available. If you want your own anti-Corona Bros shirt, you can go get your own anti-Corona Bros shirt at Outkick.com where you can also sign up for uh, the Outkick VIP and join the most fearless team in all of American media. You can also get an autographed copy of my book as a part of Becoming an Outkick VIP. Uh, All right, there is, uh, I I just want to start off here. I was going to talk about the Trump interview and then as I'm sitting down and looking at the news, the Big Ten news officially comes down. So let's start with the Big Ten. Uh, I got to be honest with you. The Big Ten is an unmitigated disaster. And their commissioner, Kevin Warren, in my opinion, should be fired for incompetence. He has failed his student-athletes. He has failed his students. He has failed his alums. And he has failed basic logic when it comes to danger from the coronavirus. And his failure is likely to cost the Big Ten billions, billions of dollars, and potentially create an even more seismic gap between them and the rest of college football, especially if the ACC, the, uh, the, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 hold strong here. Look, the Big 10 is, this represents a failure of a monumental level. Let me just walk you through why it's such a failure. First of all, they said on Wednesday, that's six days ago, they released a 10-game schedule for the entirety of the Big Ten. If you were going to cancel your season in under a week, why did you release a schedule for Big Ten football last week? Why did your commissioner say on Thursday that he was okay with his own son playing college football and then by the weekend you are rapidly moving towards canceling your college football season again without any measurable data to support it. Big Ten schools are opening for students. And I'm going to get to the liability angle here in a moment. But let me just say this right off of the top, all right? How can you have students on campus attending class and claim that there is in some way an inability to play sports as well. Either it's safe enough to go to school and go to the library and live in dorms or it's not. This is a fundamental uh, conflict. Also, this is me putting my lawyer hat on. 
the liability angle here doesn't make any sense at all. I'm going to take you back to first year torts. And those of you who are also lawyers here, follow me along. How are you going to prove that an athlete got the coronavirus because he played football as opposed to because he went to class or because he went to a bar or because he went to a restaurant? This doesn't make any sense at all. In other words, in order for liability to exist, you have to prove causation. You have to prove some form of negligence on behalf of the university but you also have to prove where the injury took place and how the injury took place. With a virus, how can you definitively say where someone got sick and the risk factors are far more substantial outside of the quote-unquote athletic bubble than they would be uh, inside the athletic bubble. In other words, you are under more risk as we are seeing from Major League Baseball externally outside of the sport than you are from the sport itself. So people who are like, oh, there are liability issues, this doesn't make any sense at all. Also, all the people out there who are peddling this, oh my God, there's awful heart risk. This is a risk that exists for all viruses. It is not unique. There are many doctors out there pointing out that this is no way directly connected to the coronavirus. This, to me, represents the triumph of fear porn and the failure of logic. And, you know, look, I actually feel bad for Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State fans, for Nebraska fans. And I think there is going to be, in short order, an attempt by those schools to examine their contracts and figure out if they could potentially play in another conference or if there is some way for them to play as an independent for a season. Let me float a crazy idea for you. The Big 12 right now has 10 different schools. What if Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State and maybe Penn State out there on the periphery as well, what if they could play in the Big 12 for a season and you could have two seven-team divisions in the Big 12? What if in some way you could create a super conference and have a 16-team conference? I'm just thinking out loud because I feel awful for Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Nebraska in particular whose coaches, Scott Frost, Jason Day, uh, James Franklin, and Jim Harbaugh have been as aggressive as they possibly can trying to fight for their students and their ability to actually play football. Again, when you look at the logic even when you put your lawyer hat on like I just did, if you have a law degree, it doesn't actually make any sense at all as you work through it. Also, unfortunately, the Pac-12 is the little brother of the Big Ten and they are likely to do everything that the Big Ten does and so the Pac-12 is likely to cancel in short order as well. Here's what I hope. I hope the SEC, I hope the ACC, And I hope the Big 12 will stay strong because the data is on their side. The SEC doesn't have to do anything until Labor Day. Wait as long as you can. Let the NFL kick off. Let us see how Major League Baseball progresses. Let's see how high school football goes. And then hope that you can play 
in late September. The SEC plan all along was to allow students back onto campus to handle a rapid spike which may occur in initial infections from students on campus and then be able to have those numbers ameliorating, declining and you will be able to then go out and actually play college football. So, fingers crossed that it is going to be able to happen. Big 12, SEC, ACC stay strong. I feel bad for all the Big 10 and the Pac-12 fans. Let me say this too. It's a mess. They're not going to play in the spring. I understand some people out there are like, well, they're going to play in the spring. I don't know why. No, they're not. Because the health conditions are not going to get better in the winter in the height of cold and flu season when there is actually a lot more danger for viral illness. Also, if you are concerned about health, there's no way to justify a 20-plus game season in the space of six to eight months. There's not going to be a vaccine that is available for young, healthy people by then. This is an unmitigated disaster for the Big Ten. Their commissioner, Kevin Warren, is a failure. And I have to say this, too. All of the Corona bros in the media out there, you now are seeing who their sources were. They were sourcing anonymously Big Ten people, probably the commissioner, and also the Pac-12 because the Big Ten didn't just want to cancel. They wanted to force all the other conferences to cancel. They were trying to put pressure on all the other conferences. Instead, this is blown up in their face and they look utterly incompetent on the largest national stage. I'm not sure how long it takes for the Big Ten brand to recover. I think it will take years and years, especially if the SEC plays. Finally, Kevin Warren has a son playing at Mississippi State. Can you, as a Big Ten commissioner, can you imagine if that son plays in the SEC and Kevin Warren, the man who shot down the Big Ten, is able to then go watch his son play in the SEC? Final thought. I talked to multiple people. They all said Kevin Warren's ultimate dream job is to be the commissioner of the NFL and that he really doesn't care that much about the Big Ten. He sees this as his moonshot. This is his attempt to be brave and cancel the season. Let me just say this. One of the big failures we have in America today is the idea that canceling something is brave. What is brave is acknowledging risk and finding, a, finding out a way to overcome danger without curling up in the fetal position and deciding that you can do nothing. I am sick of the media applauding people who retreat, who curl up in the fetal position, who give up, who throw their hands up in the air and say, what in the world did you want me to do? It is brave to find a way to play in the face of danger. It is brave to acknowledge risk and overcome it. It is not brave to see risk and refuse to ever confront it. That is what has become in this safetyism culture that we live in an era where being brave is about doing nothing at all. Absence of action is not bravery. 
in most cases, it is cowardice. And that is why I believe the Big Ten has succumbed to the ultimate level of cowardice. There is no justification for this decision. Um, Pac-12 maybe next. Pac-12 maybe next. I feel sorry for the Pac-12. I feel sorry for the Big Ten. And uh, that this is what abject failure looks like. This is what unmitigated disaster looks like. Positive. I don't know how many of you heard my interview with Donald Trump this morning. But it is and has been described as the greatest interview ever conducted in the history of Outkick the Coverage with a president. Which I think is accurate. Uh, and look, I thought it went really, really well. And some people are like, how do you end up with the president on your show? And the answer is several months ago, the White House reached out to me and said, hey, the president is a fan of your show. He's seen the growth, is what I was told. He's seen the growth of your show. Would you be interested in having the president of the United States on your show? And I said, yes, I would love to have the president of the United States on my show. I will always want the President of the United States on my show. Democrat, Republican, Independent. I am thrilled. And last night for me was like Christmas Eve when I was a kid. It was hard to sleep. I could barely uh, keep uh, get, get a wink of sleep last night because I was so excited about the President coming on the show. Uh, I thought it went really well. I told you yesterday who watched this show, hey, we've got a huge show coming. I wasn't allowed. The White House asked me to not say anything until uh, 6 o'clock a.m. this morning because they wanted to make sure about what the news stories were. And I got to tell you, I watched the news like a hawk because like, I was like, man, I don't want there to be a major news story that keeps this from happening. Like yesterday, somebody was shot by the Secret Service and we had already agreed that we were going to do it. And this is absolutely crazy. The minute that I saw that, I was like, oh no, my interview is going to get canceled. I was like, let's please not have a major international or national event that's going to keep the president from coming on. And, uh, and I was nervous. I was nervous about whether our phones would work. I was nervous about whether uh, something would go wrong technologically. But Danny G, you know, as we're sitting there waiting for the president at the top of the 8 a.m. hour, he called us directly. There wasn't even a uh, there wasn't even like somebody saying, "Hey, can you hold for the White House?" There wasn't some sort of operator. Danny G answered. My producer answered, and the president said, "Hey, this is uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I'm, I, can I speak to Clay, please?" Just like just like he was calling like a normal dude would. Uh, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if he dialed us himself, uh, but uh, but he called right into the studio. And Danny G answered, picked up the phone, and it's President Trump asking if he can go on the radio with us. So I thought it was amazing. If you haven't listened to the interview, it's definitely uh, a highlight of my career. You get to interview the president. He spent 20 minutes with us uh, live on the radio talking about a variety of different subjects. If you haven't listened, go download the podcast. He was fantastic. Uh, We got to so many different uh, interesting stories, whether it was the NBA in China, whether it was Hong Kong, whether it was uh, the NFL, college football, uh, Brady, Jordan versus LeBron, why Hong Kong matters, all these different stories, I thought it was awesome and it's really a testament to the growth of OutKick. There is no question now, we are the place that America goes in the morning for sports talk. 
period. There's not anybody even close to us now. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. East Coast, we own the American sports talk market. That is our window. We're one of the three or four biggest shows, period, in the entire country. But we own that 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time slot. We basically have it stamped without kick on it. Now, ESPN knows that. Did you see they did like a thousand word story on the Donald Trump interview with us? And they didn't credit me and they didn't credit OutKick in the entire story even though they were filled with quotes and even though uh, the people who run Fox Sports Radio said hey, if you're going to use any of our content you have to credit Clay Travis and OutKick. I blasted them on social media. They deserve it for that. But I'm telling you one of the reasons why we are dominating is because there is a demand for rational, reasonable, realistic discourse. Everybody else out there is like a hot take artist. Oh, I'm going to give you some crazy prediction. We are dominating by just looking at the facts and being reasonable. It's wild, uh, but I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for supporting everything that we do at OutKick. Again, my condolences to Big Ten fans. My soon-to-be condolences to Pac-12 fans. We'll be talking about this a lot tomorrow morning on the radio show. I would implore the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 to stay strong. We are going to be live with uh, Lock It In slash Live here in about 30 minutes on FS1. And uh, I appreciate all of you. It's been a wild and awesome and fantastic day for me. I feel bad for Big Ten fans, but thank you all for supporting the show. And thank you to the President of the United States uh, for giving us 20 minutes of his time to speak to our audience today. Uh, all right. Kisses. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. If you need a Corona Bro t-shirt, anti-Corona Bro t-shirt, they are available at OutKick.com. You can also go sign up for our VIP and get an autographed copy of my book. We just had to buy thousands of more copies uh, because so many of you are signing up for VIP. So if you have done it, I apologize that it's going to take a little while for your book to get to you because we just have so many for me to personally autograph to get out there. All right. I appreciate uh, all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the show. We are dominating. Thanks to you guys. If you enjoy this, share it. Go give us five stars on the podcast. And thank you for making August what is sure to be the best month in the history of OutKick. I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I'll see you. Kisses from me to all of you. See y'all. Love you. Thank you, Facebook. See y'all.